Sunday. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday to you and you and you and you. I hope you guys are having an amazing weekend. We are catching up on Love in Paradise, Season 2, Episode 9. Bye-bye, beaches. Just joking. Bye-bye, beaches. <laughs> I love this episode. I thought it was fantabulous. And uh, we're just going to jump right in. Valentine and Carlos. Hey, Carol. Valentine and Carlos. Listen, the first thing I want to say is I'm so very happy that Viennes, Carlos' sister, came around. Like, I'm just so happy about that because I had my doubts, y'all. She she was coming in hot and she was coming in mean and she was coming in all the things like, mm. So Carlos is bearing his soul to his sister, you know, saying it's the hardest thing. Um, hey, Mandy, hardest thing that he's ever had to do in his entire life because, you know, maybe his family wasn't going to accept him and he would be ostracized and all the things. And, you know, it was hurting his heart, but he was le leading a double type of life. So he tells his sister he's gay and she pierces her, her lips, y'all, just pierces them. And I was like, oh, this is not going to look good. This is not going to be a good look. I got all stressed out. He goes ahead and introduces Valentine as his partner. And he talks about how he used to judge himself, how he was so sad, how he pretended to be someone he was not. And he thought he was doing something bad. And he was worried to tell his sister because he thought things would change. Hey, Dustin. Hey, Mandy. Would change um with his relationship with her and i just felt so bad like this whole thing i just felt bad like the things that people have to go through just to live their truths i i just find so sad sometimes so she pierces her lip doesn't say anything and then as soon as she starts talking vanessa's in the house as soon as she starts talking she says if you choose that life and he quickly corrects her he says, it's not a choice. It's something that you're born with. So she pauses. Pause. She thinks about her words and then says, you know, Carlos, you're an excellent person, a great brother. If that's your life, I need to respect that. I would never turn my back on you for this. And at first I was looking at her because I felt like her words and her body language wasn't matching. But I think that she was processing, right? She was processing what she was hearing from her brother. And she literally said that um, she suspected. She suspected that, that her brother was gay, right? So Carlos relieved. They hold hands. They share a sweet moment. Valentine, like, wants an update in real time. And Carlos tells him, you know, she's okay. She accepts me for me. So Valentine gets up, he embraces the sister, and, you know, we find out the sister all along suspected that he was gay, but didn't want him to tell her because she wasn't ready. Now, I don't, I don't know how it all works. Olivia's in the building. I don't know how it all works, but I don't, I don't know if that's proper. Like, you're not ready to hear that your brother's gay. I don't think that this should be about you. It should be about your brother. Do you know what I mean? So like 
you weren't ready. But then she explained herself a little further and said that, you know, she wasn't mature enough and she didn't have enough experience in life. And she's happy that it happened now than back then. And then I said, okay, I respect that because a lot of ignorance and hate, and that comes in all forms, shapes and sizes. And, you know, don't let me get on a TED talk right now, but a lot of ignorance and hate comes from what? Lack of knowledge, lack of experience and closed mindedness. Right. And so some, and people fear what they don't know. Right. So I appreciated the fact that she was willing to admit that she wasn't mature enough. She didn't have enough life experience. And so because she had not been exposed to the world, she would have been closed minded and probably had a different reaction. So I thought that was very telling. Now, should Carlos have to, you know, live his life in the closet and, and tiptoe around his family because they're not ready? I don't know what the answer to that is, you guys. You tell me. Like, I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is. All I know is that, you know, a lot of growth that needs still to happen for a lot of people in, and in a, in a, not just in like this situation, in many situations. And, you know, maybe you'll never be ready, but you should always be open-minded. Um, that being said, the sister asked, like, you know, how did you guys meet? And Carlos explains they met on social media. And, oh, by the way, Valentine lives in the United States and Los Angeles. So she's like, so are you going to move to the U.S.? And he's like, yep, yeah, I'm going to move to the U.S. And, you know, that took her aback as well. But she said, you know, I'm not going to like it. But again, I have to support your decision. And the only reason I'm not going to like it is because you're going to be so far away. Right. So, you know, I think that the sister did the right thing considering everything that was coming at her. Right. I, I think that she did her very best to be the supportive sister. And I think that that was super important for everyone involved. Um, and so it's the next day and Valentine is setting up a beautiful area to propose. Now, listen here, a future husband out there in the universe somewhere. Take note. This proposal was a beautiful, I don't know how about you guys, someone tell me in the live chat what you thought of this proposal, but I think that Valentine did a fantastic job. Like that is an absolute dream proposal in my opinion. So he set up a beautiful area to purport, to propose. There was rose petals and torches and candles, a huge marry me sign, a little cabana set up, gorgeous table with linens and, and placings and all of the things. Uh, and he also invited Carlos's sister and his cousin to join for dinner after he proposed. And, you know, it was a surprise. All of it was a surprise. And... You know, Valentine uh, is standing by the marry me sign with all the lights and candles aglow. And um, Carlos walks up and of course he's surprised and he starts crying. He's like soaking in the moment. And um, he, Valentine proposes and it was beautiful. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. He also sang for, for 
I don't want to wreck this because I swear to you guys, I think that it was so beautiful. I think it was so beautiful. So he sings to Carlos a kind of a serenade, and it's a song that he wrote specifically for Carlos called Adore You. And all I'll say is this. Valentine sings like me when I have my microphone out. That's my opinion. Don't quit your day job. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but it was a beautiful moment. It was a beautiful moment. And then as soon as he got down on his knees and said, will you marry me, Carlos? And Carlos says, yes, baby. Then there was fireworks, y'all. Fireworks in the background. Pow, 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 pow. Fireworks everywhere. If that was not the proposal, actually, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that was the best proposal we have seen in the 90-day franchise history since day one. Anyone else want to think of a better proposal? Definitely let me know in the live chat. If you're watching the replay, let me know as well. But I will say this. Future husband, take note. Take note. I want a, a beautiful beach like that. I want fireworks. I want candlelight, roses, all the things. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. Best proposal ever. So the family comes and joins them. And Carlos, again, is blown away. You know, he thought the best day of his life was coming out of the closet to his family uh, the day before. But today was topping it because he also now not only gets to feel like he can live his life to the fullest, um, you know, out, but also, too, he's marrying the man of his dreams and got his dream proposal. So all things ago. Now, here's the thing. The sister, she smiled, and I was like, oh, see, she softened up. She smiled. She thought everything was beautiful. She called the engagement, or excuse me, yeah, the engagement, the proposal, a telenovela, and it was it was kind of like a telenovela, you guys. It was so beautiful. She's happy for them. They sit down. They cheers. Uh, Carlos even got champagne, even though he doesn't, or excuse me, Valentine even got champagne for for all of them, even though he doesn't drink. Um, it was just beautiful. It was a beautiful moment for all of them. Now, that all being said, let's talk about some of the issues that could come up, in my opinion. First of all, they're going to make a great spinoff into 90 Day Fiance, like they will, or before the 90 days, or wherever they want to go in the franchise. They're going to be fabulous. And, I mean, I know technically it would be the third well, the fourth. So we had Stephanie um, that was like bisexual or whatever, right? Um, as the first gay couple. And then we had, um, why can't I think right now? Kenny and Armando. Then we had this this season on 90 Day Fiance UK. There's going to be a Caleb or Caleb. We haven't met them yet, but another gay couple. So Carlos and Valentine would spin off into an, a good spin off. And I think that they would make, they make good TV. So uh, I, I expect to see them um, on some type of spin off. But let's talk about the issues that I think may come up. First issue so they've been talking for a year and a half, but in real life, they only spent two weeks together. And then so and now they're engaged. And I know it could happen that quickly for some people, love at first sight and, and all the things. But you guys know how I feel. And I just feel like 
an online relationship, you can't really count that time because you haven't spent any time together. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I just, I just, I can't, I can't, you guys cannot convince me that that's a real relationship. That being said, so two weeks in real life, they're proposed to, they're engaged. But so that's the first issue to me. The second issue is that they're both tops. And we learn from them this season what that means, both tops. Then the, the third issue I have is, is that why are you guys getting engaged if this is a, if Valentine is polyamorous and you guys want to bring a third in? Does that mean, and I wrote it down so that I wouldn't, I wouldn't mess it up. Does that mean that you guys are now going to be <laughs> seeking brother husbands? And so will you spin off into your own show like that? Because I don't I don't understand how you were not going to deal with the fact that you guys still want to bring a plus one into your relationship. So not only are you engaged after two weeks in real life, but you guys haven't figured out the top bottom thing or the polyamorous thing and throw in that you're long distance. Wait, what? What do you guys, what do I always say, you guys? What do I always say? You have to have the conversations, the real ones, the hard ones before you commit to anything. What's the one thing? Someone in the live chat, what is one of the one things that I say you have to commit, you have to talk about before you commit to something serious? Religion is one of them. Okay, money is the second one of them. How you spend money, how you save money, all the things. Okay, what do you believe? Do you not believe? Children, do you want children? Do you not want children? How many children? How will we raise our children? Thank you. Joslo in the building. And, and so, yeah, so money religion, children, and sex, okay? How y'all not talking about the sex part, okay? Clearly haven't talked about the money part, y'all. I I just don't know. I don't know. So you, they have some big conversations to still have. That being said, Carlos was very sad, very sad when Valentine was leaving. He started crying. You know, he started having some doubts about what's going to happen next. And I get it. I get it. Long distance is not easy. But the plan is that Valentine goes back. He starts working on the K-1 process immediately. And eventually, Carlos will end up in Los Angeles with him. That's the plan. So. That's their storyline. I, I loved it. I loved, like I said, I love the proposal. I just think they have a few kinks to work out considering they haven't had the big talk yet. Next up, Danielle and Johan. And you guys, I'm so torn. I'm so torn by this couple. I'm so torn. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so torn by this couple. All right. I'm just going to tell you what I think and what I believe. And, you know, sorry, not sorry. I just, okay. 
Let me just not be too spicy. Okay. Danielle is still worried about Johan's intentions. And I keep saying to you, you guys all, your gut instinct is your gut instinct. Your gut is telling you, you cannot ignore your gut instinct. If you're worried the day before, the morning before, all the things, and you still get married, I mean, I don't know what else I can tell you. You are making poor choices. So she's having doubts. She's worried that Johan's intentions with her are, are not pure. Um, and he kind of just doesn't give a fuck. He's like, if you have doubts, if you say I changed my mind, if you, no, excuse me. He said, if you have doubts, if you say I changed my story um, and you have a fear of marriage, then don't get married. Can you imagine your significant other? You're saying to them, hey, listen, I'm having some insecurities and I'm worried about your intentions. And that person, instead of saying, hey, you know what? My intentions are pure. I love you for who you are and I want to be with you and I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Instead says, well, if you're having doubts and you think I've changed my story and you have a fear of marriage, then don't get married. Like nowhere in there being comforting, nowhere there being reassuring. I mean, if that's not a red flag, I don't know what is. I really don't. Danielle questioning whether it, this is true love or him looking for an opportunity. And again, Danielle, I say to you, how often are you going to ask yourself the same question and not come up um, with an answer? I don't know. I don't know where she is, Vanessa, but I will reach out to her and see and see uh, if we can make something happen um with her soon so <clears throat> is this love or him looking for an opportunity I, I mean what do you guys think is it love is it love hey mandy mandy says he's in it for the visa she's the arm-sized member So because she's having those doubts and because she also wants to be a little bit traditional, she booked Johan a separate hotel room um, and she's happy she did because she needs some space from him. Again, that's a red flag. You're supposed, like, it's just a red flag. You need space from him. You have doubts about his intentions. You have doubt about his love. And it's the night before you're supposed to get married and you're getting married in the morning. I, I just, I don't get it, okay? So she calls her friend Lizette um and explains listen i'm having doubts i'm supposed to get married tomorrow at 9 a.m and she wants to have a life with more peace in it uh she doesn't want to work as much she doesn't want to be on the grind as much she doesn't want to have as much financial um of a burden living in new york city and if any of you guys have lived in new york city that shit is expensive you walk outside i say i always say this in Los Angeles, when you walk outside the door, you walk up the side of the door, and as soon as you walk outside the door, you spend 150 bucks. You don't know where it went. You just It's just gone. But in New York City, when you walk outside the door, you literally have spent $300. And you're like, wait, what? It is so expensive. So I understand what she's saying. She's saying, I want to slow down my pace a little bit. I want to find more peace. I don't want to just be working to live. Um <clears throat> And that's one of the reasons why she wanted to move to the Dominican Republic because she could work half the time, she says, right, for the same amount of money 
and then that way go and enjoy the rest of her life, which I totally understand. She talks about how she wants to downgrade from all of her expenses and and the hustle of New York City. And also explains to Lizette how, for some reason, Johan thinks that she's made of millions and millions of dollars. Um, and so she doesn't know if she wants to take on that whole responsibility while she's trying to downsize and have like peace, love, and zen. Um, while she's trying to live that lifestyle, Johan, who's younger, wants to go to New York City and be on the grind, and not only be on the grind, but be on the grind so he can send money back to his family to support the family. So she's like, you know, I don't know if that's what I want to do. Do I want to actually live that lifestyle still where I'm still grinding and also helping someone else send money to their their family? Johnson says, I don't watch it. Just listen to you and I can say he's in it for the green card. Facts. Facts. So... <clears throat> Her friend gives her wise advice. She's like, you know what? He doesn't have anything you want. <laughs> Goes on to say, you have way more to lose. And, you know, how can you ignore all these questions that you have? How can you ignore all these worries that you have? How can you ignore your gut instinct, Danielle? I don't understand. Especially you're being, you know, at one with, with, your God and having spiritual advisors and, and, you know, sage and the crystals and, and all the things like, how are you ignoring all the things that you represented that you believed in? I would think that your gut instinct would be a part of all of that. Doesn't make sense to me. So Lizette goes on to say, you know, <clears throat> you don't know anyone until you're with them, which is what I tell you guys all the time. Uh, and you've only known this guy for five months. And out of those five months, you've only spent three weeks in real life together. So what exactly is the rush? Which is what the therapist said a couple of episodes ago. What are you guys rushing for? What is the rush? You want to have a baby? You don't have to be married to have a baby. He can be your baby daddy. What's the rush? Honestly. I'm trying to figure it out. What's the rush? Vanessa says all her hoodoo voodoo and the magic, the magic stick has her slip in. I like what um, Crystal calls it, the baby leg. <laughs> a bunch of malarkey as my grandma says okay but mandy i get it i get it if her eggs are not that fresh you know i get it there's so many different things that women can do nowadays that i don't i really don't think it's that and again you don't have to be married to have a baby. 
I'm just saying. And in this situation, I think she has some time to get married. If you guys are in a rush, you're still a couple. You can be engaged, right? That way you have the commitment part down. And, you know, try for a baby, get to know each other, and pop out. Pop out. Problem solved. But no, that's not what they do. That's not what they do. Even though she's saying they're rushing because they want to have a baby. Again, you don't have to be married to have a baby. And you can be engaged and have a baby. You can co-parent and have a baby. You can still be in a relationship and have a baby. The marriage is not the end all be all. That's what I'm saying. So what she decides to do is that she goes to sleep. She's going to think about it. She wakes up in the morning. She's getting ready for her wedding. And she's still unsure. The makeup lady's like, are you excited? She's like, well, I'm more nervous than anything. I was like, are we still here? Are we still in the, oh, I don't know what I should do mode. And yet you're still going to do it? For real, for real? Okay, Danielle. Okay. So because she's unsure, she asked Johan to come see her and says to him, do you want me for me? Not my country, not for a baby, for me and me only. Now, if this, don't get restarted. If this MF didn't take the longest dramatic pause, I don't know what he did. But you guys, he did not answer immediately. He paused. a lot of silence right that was like five seconds and he paused for at least five seconds and that's let's do it again watch that's a lot of that's five seconds it's a lot of dead air right a lot of dead air that fool paused way too long and then says (coughs) excuse me i don't care about any of that i only care about you he says Now, I don't know about you all, but I'm just going to throw this out there. If you watch 90 Day Fiance and you're an OG, this gave me Molly and Louise vibes. Louise all day long. What a scammer is not about to do on the day that he's about to get closer to the next step to get his green card. What he's not about to do is tell you to your face, oh, yeah, I'm using you for the green card. I want to come to America. That's what he's not about to do. What he's about to do is pause for five long seconds and say, I only care about you. Now, I'm not saying he's a gold digger. I'm not saying he's a green card digger either. I'm just saying, I don't know. And if Danielle doesn't know and we don't know, that's a lot of uncertainty. Okay. So he pauses, tells her he doesn't care about any of that stuff, only about her. But then in the same breath, y'all, in the same breath, he said he spent the night worried that Danielle would call off the wedding. That's what he said in the same breath. (laughs) But he loves her. But he loves her. But he was worried that she was going to call off the wedding. Now, why were you worried? 
Johan, were you worried because that's the love of your life and you have to get married immediately, if not sooner? Or were you worried because, you know, once you get, if she's not going to marry you, then your plans are kaput. Because even if she called off the wedding, you guys could still be together, right? But you spent the whole night worrying that she was going to call off the wedding. Hmm. Danielle said that, you know, she wants a life of love. And, you know, I really do love that concept. I do. And every time she said it, you could tell she meant it. She wants to live a life of love. Um, and I think that every we all want that. We all want a life of love. And so she's getting ready. She's decided that she's going to marry him and be with him. So he get, goes off to get ready. And the suit he was wearing was beautiful. The suit that Danielle literally bought him that he paid zero dollars and zero cents for looked amazing on him. She, she, she did well. <sighs> but she says, even though they've only spent three weeks in person and they only met five months ago, this was the best decision she ever made in her life. Okay. She's going with her so-called gut instinct and following the love and connection she feels with them. So she gets ready and comes down to the courtyard, I guess it was, the courtyard where he was waiting for her. And you guys, the, that whole scene was so crazy to me because did you guys see the housekeeping in the back there was like you guys couldn't say hey listen we're filming here they got housekeeping carts in the back they got housekeeping like the stuff that they pull out of the rooms sitting on the side they had this random dude sitting at a table and meanwhile these two are supposed to be sharing their first moment seeing each other in their wedding outfits i mean i don't know about y'all but it took me out of the moment Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Now, I'm going to tell you guys something, okay? I'm going to tell you something. Okay, before I get started and go off on a tangent, I, let, me set the, let me set the pace. So, they're having a beautiful beach wedding. A lot of Johan's family is there. Okay, they walk, they're like barefoot, walking across the beautiful sand, okay, ocean view in the background, and then they just stop, they just stop in the middle of the beach, you guys, they stop walking, they face each other, they pull out some papers, and they start reading their vows to each other, and I, I was like, did I blink and miss something? There's no efficient, there's no chairs for people to sit down on. There's just, you guys just randomly were walking and you guys randomly just stopped in the middle of the beach and you both are saying these words to each other. I didn't see rings exchanged, none of that, you guys. This hype about should I get married, should I not get married? Should I get married, should I not get married? Do I trust him, do I not trust him? And then this is this? This is what you guys come up with. Let's just 
let's just quickly walk down to the beach. You write a little something. I'll write a little something. We'll turn around and say to each other, Papang, we're married. I don't know if that's how weddings work. At least I've never seen a wedding like this ever in my life before. Where let me set let me set the stage for you, okay? Let me set because Stevie's in the house and he, uh, he's usually who I use for an example. Stevie and I have never met, okay? We've talked for how long? I don't know how I'm making up six months, okay? Five months. We've talked for five months. I go down to somewhere in paradise to meet up with Stevie. And I say to Stevie, hey, Stevie, bring a suit. I'm going to bring a dress. And then we're just going to walk to the beach. And I'm going to say something to you. And you're going to say something to me. And then boom, we're married. I mean, I, I, I don't get it. How, how, what kind of cockamamie wedding was this? I don't like, is this part of like, I, I just, you guys, I'm very confused. I'm very confused. Two people could just turn, I could just turn to Tony right now and be like, Hey, guess what, Tony? I love you for life and I'm going to be with you forever. And you are the best person I've ever met. And okay, I do. We're married. Vanessa says, maybe Danielle is smarter than she looks because I can't imagine that was legally binding at all. Yeah, listen, I don't think so either. Unless, so here are the things. Here are the things. There are two things that could be happening here, okay? One of the things that could be happening here is that these fools are already married, had been married, and then came on the show, right? Because I thought that because... Danielle speaks Spanish quite well, and they have a familiarity with the, each other that seems longer than just three weeks in, in real life, in person, right? So they're either pulling a fast one on us, or two, they're married with air quotes, and the marriage we saw was like, how they're going to be committed to each other. But if you take that marriage to wherever, legally speaking, I don't think that that's going to bind them together. Because like I said, two people could just say, oh, I'm marrying, oh, I married you. I do, I do. I didn't even hear, hear them say, I do, I do. I just heard them say like some words at each other. So that or they went to a courthouse and you know got a marriage license. But even then... I just, I don't know. I don't know you guys, but all I know, this was the, the most different wedding I've ever seen. I just, I just never seen two people just walk up to each other, turn and say, blah, 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 blah. okay, we're married. But that's what happened. Um, and then they decided to go into the ocean with their wedding outfits. They splashed around they did the water dance and then that was it next day she's leaving for new york because she's got to go back and teach uh but she says she'll be back in a month and then she's gonna spend the summer in the dr after school ends and then they're gonna figure out where they're gonna live from there uh she's packing she sees the pregnancy test uh so she decides that she's gonna do the pregnancy test and johan was getting all excited about it and he said between all the sex that they have and Danielle's witchcraft, 
He's sure she'll get pregnant. <laughs> Vanessa said, I'm about to be married to the guy at the in and out counter. Yes, Vanessa, just go up to him and just do what they did. Pull out a piece of paper and say, hey, so-and-so. What's your name again? Oh, Tom. Hey, Tom. Tom, I think you're hot. Tom, I'm going to marry you right now. And so I'm going to go ahead and read some vows at you. And if you want to prepare a little something for yourself, you can. And then we'll be married. <laughs> She's not pregnant. Um, and try to explain to Johan that just because they have sex all the time doesn't mean she can get pregnant easily and naturally right so she explains that they're only like five to six days in a month that it's possible right when a woman is ovulating all the things that she can get pregnant um and so danielle's plan is to come back every time she's ovulating for six for the next six months to see if you know her and johan could conceive naturally and if they can't conceive naturally then they're going to explore getting an egg donor and going from there. <sighs> okay. Okay. Let's talk about Abby the scammer and Gabby the gullible. It's been a few days since Gabby agreed to give Abby another chance and they've been talking a lot and they've reconnected. So Abby brought Gabby to this romantic Oceanside restaurant and, you know, Gabby's still hurt and heartbroken by the betrayal as she should be. And Abby wants to apologize for not considering her opinions and her needs and just fear of losing her is too much for her. Listen, Abby, you didn't feel that way a couple of episodes ago, okay? You were ready to bounce. You were ready to live your best life in America, okay? So let's not forget all that. Now, Gabby feels so sad. The trust is broken, but she just really doesn't want to throw away ten, a 10-year relationship. She's too invested. Um, pictures, please. There are no pictures for this this one. You know, Joslo, I thought of you so much after that last that last um, show that I did that you were in. I you just tickled me so much. You tickled me so much. I talked about it. I put it in a group chat. I just really enjoy you, Joslo. You're so funny. <clears throat> Bye, Olivia. There are no pictures, unfortunately, for this one, but I will have pictures for our next show. Okay, so listen. Gabby is still heartbroken and she has trust issues with Abby because Abby is a liar and a scammer. Abby starts crying, okay? And this was like the most, I was like, what is this? It was like the most long-winded proposal kind of proposal I've ever heard. 
So Abby says, she starts crying. She says, you know, our journey began almost 11 years ago. I don't want to be apart from you, not even for a day or for a minute. And I was like, um, okay, again, did we forget about two episodes ago when you were about to bounce and you were about to go and marry some dude that you had only spent five days with and you were going to leave this 10-year relationship and go to the U.S.? But now, since he didn't show up, you can't imagine your life away from this woman for a day or even a minute. Stop playing. I mean, if she is not the biggest manipulative scammer, I don't know. I don't know who is. So she goes on to say, tomorrow I want to join our lives together in a ceremony of love. I don't need anyone else but you. Do you accept? What? I want to be with you for all of eternity, Gabby responds. So is that yes? Is that a, do you want to marry me? Yes, I do. It was so long-winded and convoluted. I was like, I think that that was a proposal. And like, this girl was ready to get married to a whole different person, you guys, just a couple of days ago. But the dude didn't show up. And so now this is your plan B because you almost lost your 10-year relationship. Facts. Abby and Frankie are both trifling. Well, you know, I will say Frankie. I'll talk about Frankie in a bit. But yes, there's a lot of trifling activity going on here. Um, <clears throat> I don't need anyone else but you. Lies. Lies. So Gabby says she's ready to forgive Abby. And I sat here and thought about, I must not be that forgiving of a person because I'm going to tell you guys, I would not, A, I would not be forgiving her just after a couple of days because she clearly has not proven that she's trustworthy in two days. I would not uh, accept some cockamamie, long-winded proposal just because the dude that you originally were going to marry didn't show up. So I'm not about to be your backup plan. Like all the things, but Gabby is more forgiving than me, obviously. So Gabby forgives Abby. And again, just a few days ago, she wanted to commit to Frankie and now she's marrying Gabby tomorrow. Like make that make sense. A whole different person, y'all. And a whole different gender. Make it make sense. And she even says the reason why she wants to have this love commitment ceremony is because just she just lost someone, a person that she loved this week and doesn't want to lose another one. And let me translate that into you. She was trying to pull the biggest scam and go and marry Frankie and live in America and live her best life. But Frankie didn't show up. And because she betrayed Gabby, who she's been with for 10 years, she knows that if Gabby says F you, then guess what? Abby is S-O-L and she's got no one. So she's quickly backpedaling, okay, pulling out all the stops so she can distract Gabby from actually seeing what the fuck really went on. Let me just do all this romantic stuff and... And let me just propose right away and boom, I'll be good. 
which is exactly what they did. It's exactly what they did. So, um, that's exactly what they did. They got, they had this ceremony, which is, you know, they combining their lives. They said some vows and they're now together. Outrageous, outrageous. It's outrageous. Okay, so let's talk about Frankie now. So Frankie, meanwhile, his bitter self, this is what he says, you guys. He says he's not the guy to be the person that gets between two people who've been together for 10 years. But after your homie Rodney shows up, and sits down and says, hey, listen, I still went to Mexico and I, I felt those girls needed an explanation why you didn't show up. So I explained it to them. Not only does Frankie get an attitude with Rodney, which I found weird. Like, why are you bickering with your best friend? Because he told them why you weren't there. Frankie's like, well, it was not your place to tell my story. Okay, well, someone's got to tell them what where are you like where are you you're about to propose and now you just bounced right but he's like yeah you know i'm not that dude you know i'm not about to propose to someone who's already in a relationship you know so i'm not gonna do that oh but you are the dude that after you found out that they got married you want to go and put a wedge in the relationship because you're about to call them and talk trifling you're that dude though so let me hear that again. You don't, you are not the person to get between two people who've been together for 10 years, but you're going to be that person anyways. Okay, Frankie. Okay. So <clears throat> Ronnie comes to tell him what happened in, on the trip. They rented a yacht with the girls and it was a yacht trip from hell um, and that he explained to Gabby how the reason why Frankie didn't show up is that he didn't want to break this 10-year relationship up. And Frankie got an attitude about it. It was weird. It was, like, so weird. Like, I'm still trying tripping about why he was mad at his own friend for just explaining the situation to everyone. However... Frankie's like, the reason I didn't go is because Abby's in this 10-year relationship and she was going to leave that relationship for me after just being with me for five days. So you can imagine if Abby came over here to America and she would leave me too. She might see a better option and leave me for somebody else. And I didn't want to get my heart broken again like that. So I figured if she could do it to this person after 10 years, she could do it to me easily. And so I I wasn't going to do that. That's That was Frankie's logic. So more bickering is going on between him and Rodney uh, about delivering the message to the girls. Um, he's like, you didn't need to tell Abby. You didn't need to do it. You didn't need to go on the trip. I can't believe you went on the trip without me. Fool, you do not own where people travel to. Okay. Rodney asked Frankie, you know, did you uh, did you promise Abby you would bring Gabby over? And Frankie's like, nope, it was just going to be me and her, her me and her. 
Um, and then he's like, Abby is not telling the truth. Abby is not telling Gabby the truth. And he's mad about it now. So between finding out that the truth is not the truth, that's not the truth, which you guys, I don't know who's telling the truth. I don't know if I believe Frankie or if I believe Abby when it comes down to who said what, but I do know when someone's lying. And here's the thing. I don't like, I don't know, but I know if that makes sense. And I think Abby is the biggest liar. Cause you know, you guys, you ever have a fight with somebody or you catch someone in a lie and then all of a sudden it becomes the bigger fight and they're, they start talking all mad and pointing and all the things is because they're trying to distract you from the fact that you caught them in a lie. That's what Abby was doing on this phone call that I'll get, I'll get to in a minute or the video call. She was way too angry and way too animated. And Frankie was just chill and looking at her like she was crazy. Um, so there was a lot of lying going on. And the only person that was getting hurt was Gabby. And again, I think Gabby is looking at that relationship in the wrong way. Because listen, sis, the woman that you're with, she is a scammer. And she was about to leave your ass after 10 years for a better opportunity for herself. And if you can't see that, then that's on you. You're, you're being very naive. So <clears throat> there's a video call. So Frankie texts Abby to say, can you get on a video call with me? And Abby agrees to do it with, with Gabby. They get on this video call. And then Abby, this is why I know she's a liar. Did you see how she had the disclaimers that she was all of a sudden putting out there before the video call started? She was laying down the pre-conference lies. She says, I want, to, I want you to believe, she says to Gabby, I want you to believe me. It never was my intention to leave you alone or abandon you. But she says all that, you guys, while she's laughing. She's laughing and saying it. Why? It's because she's nervous now that she's going to be confronted by the two people that she's been scamming. And so let me throw out the disclaimer real quick. Let me remind you that I wasn't going to leave you or abandon you despite what you heard. <laughs> okay. That's why I think she's a liar. So... <clears throat> They get on the call and she immediately is like, well, why did you want to have this call? She says to Frankie, you never told me you only love me and not Gabby. Are you kidding me, you guys? We were there when they were video chatting and they were video chatting like this. Hey, baby, I love you. Hey, baby, I love you too. Like that. That's how they were video chatting to each other. And it was just the two of them. So what are you talking about? You never told me you only love me and not Gabby. First of all, Abby, do you think we're crazy? Do you think that we have short-term memories? You're the same person that this whole time, if the plan was really for you and Gabby to move to America and be with Frankie as a thruple, then why didn't you include Gabby in the plan? 
why did you tell Frankie to wait till he was there in person and the two of you were going to tell her together? Why? Because then you would have Frankie, you would have Frankie right there where you can run away with him and, and go back with him and be with him. That's why. You didn't want to be stranded, SOL, if Frankie didn't come and Gabby didn't accept it. So let's stop playing around and acting like we don't know what we're going to, we know. Stop trying to like change the narrative here because we all saw what we saw, what we saw. But Abby's trying to say to Frankie, hey, you never told me that you didn't uh, love Gabby as well. You know, you told me that we the plan was for both of us to come to America. And Frankie's like, I think we talked about that one time. But after that, we didn't ever talk about it again. And you know that I bought a ring for you and you wanted to come to America to marry me. So what are you talking about? Stop lying, he says. He's like, the plan was for me and you to be together and live our happily ever after. You're lying. You should come clean one day, he says. You should just be honest. And guess what? She's like, ah, I'm done with this video call. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Okay. You're only done when you're caught in a lie. You only act like that when you're caught in a lie. And meanwhile, Gabby's over there supporting Abby saying, you betrayed me. You could have WhatsApp me in the group chat. He's like, no, because Abby told me not to WhatsApp the group chat. She said to just WhatsApp her directly. I, you know what she said? I don't remember saying that. Again, a true sign of a liar. I don't remember saying that. Okay. Okay. You don't remember? Well, he does. Terrible. I think I think Frankie should have just left it alone. I think it's terrible that he wanted to even deepen the wedge that was between them. I mean, I just I just think the whole thing is whack. It's whack. Abby the scammer, Gabby the gullible, and I don't even know what to call Frankie. Frankie the troublemaker. Last and just as problematic, in my opinion, is um Ariana and Sherlon. Y'all, Sherlon did the biggest bait and switch that I... Remember Sherlon last season? Remember how he seemed like he was such a stand-up guy? He's a completely different guy this season, and I'm not here for it. So the two of them are still in lovey-dovey mode. Um, They say last night was like the good old times, and they tried their best not to make a second baby Odin, and... I was like, you guys didn't learn about protection. You guys didn't learn about having safe sex. Like, after all of this. And under her breath, Ariana's like, oh, my mom's going to kill me. Because she tried to pretend like they used protection, but we all know that they didn't. So, now what? What's going to happen? She wants to know what's going to happen between her and Sherlon. Are you going to go ahead and get a tourist visa, Sherlon? Um... And Sherlon says, you know, best case scenario, he'll get the visa and he'll come when he wants. What? You have a whole baby and alleged woman. You come when you want. Best case scenario, if you get a visa. 
Okay, Sherlon, you really look like you're really trying to change your ways. So <clears throat> he says he was on the fence about the tourist visa before. And then he says the embassy is closed because of the pandemic. And I was like, nah, brah, nah, you lying. You're lying. If there's tourism in and out already, the embassy cannot be closed. The embassy is not closed. You just don't want to come and be a baby daddy. You don't want to come and be with Ariana. Just tell her that and stop playing. Okay? Stop playing and stop telling lies because you just don't want to commit to anything or anyone. And then he goes on to say, you know what? I'm going to try my hardest to get this visa, but there are still things that he needs to fix in himself. Um, but family over everything, he says. Okay, I believe you. I believe you're going to put family over everything. Um, and then Ariana wants to know about the relationship. And I was proud of her in this moment, okay? Because she said, are we going to be exclusive? He's like, well, what does exclusive mean? Sherlock, you don't know what the word exclusive means. So she's like, well, it means no sex with anyone else and not seeing anyone else, just us together and working on a relationship. He says he doesn't have an answer yet. And I was like, bro, that's your answer. If you are in love with someone and want to be with them, then you're going to be with them. What you're not about to do is play these words games and say, oh, I don't have an answer yet. I'm still processing but I know my feelings have grown for her, but I'm not there yet. So can I give you an answer at some point? Do you see all those evasive words? She put her foot down. She said, no, no, you cannot give me an answer at some point. We've been in this position, not once, not twice, but plenty of times. And we're not going to go there again. I need a solid answer from you before we leave. And then he's like, oh, that sounds like an ultimatum. And I don't do well with ultimatum. Dude, how old are you, first of all? Either you want to be with her or you don't want to be with her. That the end. Point blank, period. You don't want to be with her. But you're worried that if you say you don't want to be with her, that she will keep her son away from you. Sherlock has already said he knows how to lie to get what he wants. That the true, Vanessa. Very, very true. He has said that. So He doesn't want the ultimatum, but guess what? It's the day and the morning that they're leaving. She's been there for two weeks. Ariana brings it up again. And again, I'm proud of her for putting her foot down and finding out what's what. She's like, so are you willing to be exclusive and only see each other? And Sherlon agrees to it. Now, again, words and body language two different things. He was saying, yes, I agree to it. And I'm going to try to be, he said, I'm going to try to do my very best to commit to you. I want to commit to you, but his whole, listen, those words did not match what was going on over here at all, at all. You guys at all. He don't want to be with her. He don't want to be with anyone committed. He wants to run amok and do what he's doing and go to his swingers job and go on the boat that his daddy owns and meet more women and live his life like that. So they're on the way to the airport. Karen is super, they tell mother Karen that, Oh, by the way, 
we're going to be in a committed relationship. And Karen was surprised that they decided to be together. She was like, what? Like, that's great and everything. I don't think it's going to work, but good for you two. And this is the the sentence that just, I was, I was just like, I'm done. I'm done with y'all. Sherlon says he's sure that there's a committed man somewhere deep down in his heart. And it's time to let that committed man out. I'm done with your dumbass. Done. Done. That's it. They get to the airport. He's saying goodbye to his son. He's saying goodbye to Ariana. But there was like no passion there. Do you know what I mean? Like there was no passion. No like, hey, I'm going to miss you. I can't wait to see you again. It was kind of like, okay, peace out. See you when I see you. And as we know in real life and in real time right now, things are a muck over there with the two of them. And I'm not surprised by it because this man's actions it tells you what he wants and what he doesn't want. And what he doesn't want is he doesn't want the responsibility of being a father, even though he likes it. It's like, Hey, I have a baby. Ooh, okay. Cute baby. Okay. Bye. Cute baby. Cause he doesn't send financial support to the baby. Not once, not ever. And he treats Ariana like crap. He's done. I'm done. And we're done for the night for now. Thank you guys so much for watching. Make sure to like, and subscribe. And for those of you that are with me for 90 Day Fiance UK, I'll see you guys back here at 8.15. Um, like and subscribe. And thank you for being in the live chat. I'll see you guys next time. Bye.